It's episode one of a new season of the Real Life Carry podcast. And in this episode, I'm joined by Mike Zabel to discuss what we have planned for the new season. However, like all good caddies, we talk a great game, but we promise nothing. In carry stories, we tie up loose ends from the previous episode. Zabo talks about how miserable it's been working in the rain, and Big G got the sack. Yes, I got the sack, so everyone will enjoy that story. We also start off our series of episodes where we give you, the listener, tips on how to improve your golf game from a caddy's point of view. This episode, we cover chipping. As always, we answer listener mailbag questions and give out notable mentions. If you have any questions or comments, please send them in on social media or via email, podcast at glorifieddonkey.com. We really appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode and the upcoming season. Okay, so we're back. New season. It's season five of the Real Life Carry podcast. And this is episode 103. I'm joined by partner in crime, Michael Zabo. Welcome back, Michael. Good to be here. Glad we're back here in the studio. Yes. Back at it. We're also joined by Cody. Junior's here. He's on the, the new roadie, Roadcaster. He is. We got a whole new setup here, and we're, we're getting it figured out. I'm, I'm liking where it's at. You know, I can hear myself talk. I got headphones on. It's good. Yeah, I, I look like a professional. You look like, well, we look like a professional outfit. <laughs> so we got a new season. Okay, let's, what are we going to be bringing people? Oh, we're going to be bringing people more what they love, which is caddy stories. We're going to bring caddy stories from our perspective, you know, great caddy stories that we encounter uh, on the golf course. And I, I think the last episode went over quite well, our 100th episode. We're going to be bringing yeah. caddy stories and golf stories from other people's point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard a lot of good ones lately on my my loops in the last couple of months that yeah. I'm just dying to, to get them recorded and, and shared. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. In the next couple of weeks, we'll have a new theme tune. To we start, will. I'm very excited about that. Yes. I like it. Yes, this is something I've been looking at for about a year, and then finally remember it's a good one. Oh, that guy could make music, so that'll be coming. We're also going to be bringing a series of episodes, which will hopefully join into the YouTube channel about improving your game. We are. I'm excited about that. I think I told you uh, it was our your first loop back this this year. I mean, uh-huh. you came back from France, and I was like, Gordon, I'm sick of it. And you're like, what's up? I was like, I'm sick of these hacks that come back year after year. They play golf three, four times a week, and they never get any better. They have the same problems. They can't chip. They can't putt. Mm-hmm. They can't hit their irons, and and they spend, you know, Fifty, a hundred thousand dollars a year at this country club membership, and they they're still a fifteen handicap. It drives me nuts, suck. and they still drives suck. me nuts. We're gonna make you better. We're gonna help to make you a better golfer. So during that loop, I said to Michael, I said, you know what? I've always wanted to do. I said I wanted to pair up the YouTube channel and bring a series of videos. You don't have to spend fifty to a hundred thousand on a country club membership. By the way, you, you could don't. you could be playing your local muni, but we will help you improve your golf game. And some of these tips, you don't even have to go and practice. It's just from a caddy's point of view. Yeah, little tidbits. I mean, practice always helps. But yeah, some, yeah. some, some little, little pointers can really help you out. And in this episode, we will be kicking things off, or that kick that series off with 
the uh, information about chipping mm-hmm. is actually it was, you know, straight from that loop you're talking about. Yep, my favorite aspect of the game, really. One thing we've been talking about the last few weeks as well is starting what they call a Patreon account. Yes. So a Patreon account, if you don't know, is a way that you can help us out, throw some, some grease our way. You can pay monthly, you can pay... Once a year. Yeah. You we are caddies. You know how much we like Greece. So, <laughs> like I mean, Greece. it's time to monetize this thing. Exactly. And what will happen is we'll use that money to go towards a lot of improvements to being probably more regular with the podcast yeah. every two weeks. Allow, on us, the, on allow the us more time to do it, you know. Make make uh, Mrs. Zabo happy too. That's <laughs> it. And then hopefully get this YouTube thing really kind of going this year because we need to take time off. We need to obviously cover Junior's costs. And we want to bring good content to people. I'm bringing the content. Mm-hmm. So we are caddies. That's the plan is to bring you all that stuff. I'm not, <laughs> no promises, but you know, we'll certainly try. Of course. This episode, I never mentioned it's called You're Sacked. Now we'll get to that later on, but we, uh, as, as always, we start off with caddy stories. Yeah. And you've been, actually, you've been gone. You've been gone for like a month. You just got back. I did. And uh, our last official episode we did with, uh, with Beamer. You know, and, ah yes, and Beamer had a, you know you had high ups. You're like, oh, we're gonna win this thing, and Beam's <laughs> like, well, like, we're just trying to make the cut. And so, so how did your week with uh, the Beamer go? It was it was excellent, actually. The let me think, the highlights of that week, like you say, did he did he win the tournament? Negative, <laughs> negative. It was kind of amusing. I for some reason thought, oh, this guy might have a chance of doing something in this thing. <laughs> No, absolutely. He had no intention whatsoever of making he, the cut. Yeah, he doesn't live that kind of lifestyle no, anymore. No. no, let me say, if you ever get a chance to play with Richard Beam, you're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, no doubt about that. But if he's your pro, you ain't going to win nothing. Yeah. However, it was a very easy week for me. Drove a golf cart. Nice. Love a good golf cart. Yeah, and then he knows his game, and he's, he couldn't care less. The final day was interesting. He started the day. I thought this is where I thought, oh, he's, he's on to something here. Mm-hmm. He started the day. Eagle, birdie, birdie. So he's four under through three. Wow. Four under through three. Yeah. Now, two weeks before the, that, that tournament, I was carrying for, or in a group with Kirk Triplett. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. He was, he's a pro, pro golfer. And he obviously didn't really remember me. But on the second, third hole we're playing, it's a, it's, I guess it's a drivable par four if you're long enough. At the wee wee course, right? And I said to Beamer, hey, listen, I'll go out front, hit it over my head. I'll wave you when we're good. So I get out there. I see the, the, the guy's, Kirk Triplett's putting. Yeah, he's on the green. I mean, if he gets it there, he's going to maybe roll what, it up it, on him. 340? Yeah, as the crow flies a little less, but yeah. 325 maybe? Yeah, it's probably 310 as the crow flies. I'll, I'll wave Beamer up. Of On course, you go. Yeah. Let's go. And he hits it straight over my head while we draw. It lands. It's rolling at the green, and it rolls straight through Kurt Triplett's legs yes. as he's putting. Yes. Rolls up to eight feet. He did make the birdie. Missed the, missed the eagle. Kurt Triplett had no idea who I was when I went up to say, my apologies, that's all I mean. He didn't look up back at you and say, hey, Big G. Two, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Uh, the other thing that happened, this is how the other half live, boys. We're day one. The way this tournament goes, there's a pro and what is there? Are there four amateurs? Yeah, it's fivesome. So yeah, four, fivesome. Four amateurs and a so pro. So there was one guy in this foursome who, very, very wealthy, he has his own plane. And on the Thursday night, Beamer's texting me, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow night. You want to go? <laughs> and I'm thinking, no, I don't want to go. We were just back from Arizona. I was thinking, I'm, no, I don't want to go to yeah, Vegas. Yeah. 
I said, well, I'll play in your place then. Because I thought he's... You know, this is the tournament. Yeah. This is how far away I'm even thinking. This is not on my radar. And I see him the next day and I said, okay, so do you want me to play in your place? He yeah. says, what are you talking about? I says, well, you're going to Vegas. He goes, no, 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 no. We're just going for the night. You're going like that night and coming back that night. And coming back that wow. night. So this guy, who is a high roller, he obviously loses enough money at the casino. Yeah, they... they that everything's Get out paid here, for. buddy. Get out here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on out here. We got you covered. And this guy decided that uh, at ha- half past seven on a Friday night, take the, take the jet from Monterey, fly to Vegas, have a nice you know, dinner on the casino. Crazy. Lose a bunch of money, have a few drinks, fly home. Two o'clock in the morning, wow. and pee off at ten. But how the other Did half? Did Beamer lives, Beamer have fun? He had a great time. <laughs> you know, it obviously affected his game. You know, <laughs> but, you know. So you did not make the cut. Even even if he'd made the cut, he he wouldn't have played in the Sunday. He had yeah. no interest. So that's that's about all I have. You know, as you say, I was away. I missed. I missed all of the rain. Correct? Oh man, did you miss some rain? It was crazy for the listeners who don't live in our area i mean we had a like a month straight of crazy rain actually you didn't Uh miss all of it you were here for the early part yes because the the, i mean it's a slip and slide out there with uh, with with how wet it got Mm -hmm. and i was working with you at the wee wee course when i slipped and fell twice on the same hole Mm -hmm. fell down like went right down on my ass yeah 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 you you went down twice yeah it's slippery out there for anyone with dirty mind easy now (laughs) it wasn't that kind of going down it wasn't no no no. you actually you hit the deck twice I actually said to you, I says we should not be carrying golf bags. We should have these on a, on a, on a, on a buggy. Yeah. Because when you're adding an extra 50 to 70 pounds on your shoulders. Oh, yeah. It's, it's dreadful. Yeah. But it literally, I was gone for 28, 30 days. It rained, what, 20? Most of them. Pretty Most much every day. Yeah. I sent you pictures. I mean, you oh, posted yeah. those pictures. A lot of people saw those. I mean, it was... Uh, Greens were underwater. Fairways just soaking wet. Balls plugging almost every shot. It was just, I mean, the, the courses were open and people were uh-huh. playing, but it was it was a zoo. Zilikoski was out. He played through some of the worst of it. Would you, if you owned the course, would you have closed it? No, I'm a, I'm a caddy. I like money. <laughs> no, but, but, you know, but from a, because it, it looked to me as if it was pointless. Well, it, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, but the courses, it, no damage was really caused other than the trees that came down. We lost a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, some of those days, I wouldn't want to be out there with the trees coming down just for your safety. I mean, it, mm-hmm. obviously, that tree comes down and you're near it, you could die. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the courses, I was surprised because I figured come AT&T time, they'd still be underwater and unplayable. And they've it's actually dried out quite nicely. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're playable. Greens are fast. I think it's going to be a good tourney. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I gotta be honest. It's drained, drained away quite nicely, but that's what you get with with Lynx Golf. However, it was a an incredible amount of rain. Oh, crazy! Probably more rain in the last six weeks than the last six years, huh? Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly this was. I've lived here sixteen years. That was the most rain I've ever seen in any one mm-hmm. year, and that was in a, a month period. Mm-hmm. Now we did call call this when you're sacked, and yeah. the the reason for this is because my first look back. I, I got the I got what we call in the UK the rude hullet the bullet. You did. You got you got canned. And got uh, canned. before we get into the specifics, I just want to ask you how you feel about this. Like, do you think it was just just was it was it him or was it you? Was there rust? Do you think you just had like rust from being off for so long and you weren't weren't on your game? I think you always think that. Now to say that I'm completely not bothered would be a lie. 
And to say that I was deeply affected would be a lie as well. <laughs> right, because yeah. you really, it's water off a duck's back. What I would say was I was somewhat perplexed. I was not, so we'll put it in context. This is a this is a Zabo loop. He knows this, this, this guy from LA. I was going to say something else, but he knows a guy from LA who has a professional athlete as one of his foursome. Yeah, let me just set it up. I mean, I know this guy, and I've caddied for him numerous times, and I was booked. This was a tournament. I was booked on this tournament like four months ago, and this guy calls me up a week before, and I was already booked with another group, and he calls me up. He's like, Zabo, I'm coming, and I got, you know, I got this guy coming who came last year. I'm, we're not going to mention names, but he's an NFL Hall of Famer. You're going to caddy for me, and I need you to set up another caddy. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, buddy, but I'm, I'm already booked. He's like, Zabo, you know I'm going to pay you way more than that other guy's going to pay you. You're looping for me. Find another caddy. Like, you know what? You're right. You are going to pay me more. So I had to come up with an excuse to ditch the other guy. And uh, <laughs> off we what, went. I was what, like, What's that excuse? How do you do that? I mean, honestly, I, I don't think he listens to the podcast, but I was like, you know, I had this guy booked on my other calendar and I didn't put it in this calendar. And uh, yeah, it was there in the calendar, but I didn't really know. And then my wife put it in this calendar and I got confused it. and it was like six months ago. I love and it. Yeah. Now, how many ca- how many caddies have one calendar and remain yeah, two calendars? I don't, I don't That's use brilliant. a calendar. Are you That's kidding brilliant. me? But uh, yeah, so that was my excuse. And then I was like, you know, Big G's back in town. It's going to certainly hook a brother up. I know it's going to be a good loop. So yeah. Off we went, and uh, you did warn me though. You said, "Listen, you've got one guy, and he's you know he's you know." I, I had him worthless. last. I had him last year, and uh, we didn't really hit it off last yeah. year. I could tell, you know, when you're caddying for a professional athlete. In my opinion, they go one of two ways: either they're prima donnas who don't take advice from anybody and they do everything themselves, mm-hmm. or they can really play under a coach and a caddy, and they can mm-hmm. they can take advice to heart and say, mm-hmm. "You know your craft better than I do, and I'm going to mm-hmm. trust you." Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this guy is cut from the former, and he uh, he does not want much help, uh-huh. and he gets something in his mind, and you can't get him the other way. And and you handled them great, I thought. And I thought it went okay. I mean, it was it was weird. Yeah, it, it was, was it was weird. I was well paid, and I, I gave the old. So the, I'm caddying for two people, of course. Mm-hmm. So the other dude, I got on really, really well with. I thought I did anyway, and and you. It turns out you did, but it turns so, out it did. Yeah, but you shake hands at the end, and it's the usual caddy. Oh yeah, it was a pleasure, and then they're like, Oh yeah, you were great. <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> bullshit, bullshit, yeah. bullshit. But I hate you both. <laughs> we we walked away. Um. Nearly home, five minutes later, you call me. And I wasn't completely shocked at what you said. But you said that your player had called you and said, oh, yeah, both Big G's players don't want him. Correct. He can't, he called me and he said, hey, I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but just so you know, both players came up to me independently of each other and said they didn't like, like G. They didn't like the reads. Gave five or six bad reads each. 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 Thank you for that. And I was like, oh, God, okay, here we go. I'm like, <laughs> all right, then, all right, bro, I'll get somebody else for tomorrow. Don't and, forget the ball that I didn't go looking for. Oh, yeah, and he's like, he's like, and yeah, he wasn't really enthusiastic about looking for golf balls, and I was like, I didn't even know what he meant, but then G relayed to me what happened. I was like, okay, yeah. of course you're not going to go look for that ball, which was under two feet yeah. of mud. Yeah. It was sitting on top of the mud, but you know yeah. there's like a foot of mud underneath it. So Exactly. Anyways, G gets sacked. They say we, <laughs> we don't want the G, and they paid him well. I mean, they yeah. paid him well, and it's... Uh-huh. Well, it's like you were saying, how did it affect me? It's not... 
it's not happened to me many times over my sort of almost thirty years carrying. I can yeah. I can think of half a dozen. It's a That's rarity. It. It's a rarity because you know it takes a lot to get the sack. I did sleep that night, but I did replay <laughs> a lot of the things because I'm going whoa, 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 five or six per person. Yeah, because yeah. halfway through I stopped reading Mister NFL's putt anyway. Yeah, you did. I'm you like, did. well, as, you, know. as you should, because he didn't want help. So, so there's no way that I got that many wrong. Well, and then come to find out the next day, yeah, the next day I'm caddying for him again. And I'm, so it's a three-day gig, and I'm caddying for him the second day. I bring the other caddy in, and I, my guy pulls me aside again. He's like, hey, man, really sorry to put you in a bad spot. Like I was telling you, they both came up to me, and they both told me they, they really didn't like him. And then the dude, the other dude who had no problem with you, pulled me aside and said, hey, just so you know, I didn't say any of that to him. I liked him just fine when I come back to this resort I'm going to ask for G and you both, just yes. so you know. He didn't have a problem with G at all. It was just how, one guy. How did the other uh, caddy get on with Mr. NFL? <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, on the first hole, he had like a 30-footer for uh, birdie. And uh, he was like, what do you think, caddy? He's like, left edge? And he was like, no, actually, it's inside right. He's like, ah, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm not going to trust you caddies. And he's, he hits it inside right, and he makes it. He's like... All right, you know, and they were off, and it was a love fest from there. But meant that's how be. it always works. Meant to be. That's meant how it be. always works. Yeah. No, it was. It, but it's funny you say that. It's. It's. We, we've talked about golfers will understand this. How you're striping the ball one minute, you could be holding everything in the front nine, and then in the back nine, it falls apart. It does. And for a very very short period of time, I thought, oh, maybe I am rusty. I've been away. I haven't carried in five six weeks, maybe four weeks, whatever it is. But that didn't last for long. Because you know yourself, we all misread putts. But nobody's I immune. I ain't misreading five or six no, per person no, per round. No, do me Negatory. a favor. I was asking him a lot of questions, like I would do with most people I work for. It's mm-hmm. where I get most of my knowledge yeah. from in life. And I said to him, "Did you ever win the Super Bowl?" No. <laughs> I said, "Who were the best players you ever played with and against?" And then I said to him, "Did you ever?" And I think this is what. Sent him over the edge. I said to him, did you ever get the chance? Not even did you play, did you get the chance to play for the Raiders, right? Uh And he looked at me, kind of stopped, and he looked at me. And I could see behind his glasses, he was like, just gives me that evil eye. And he's like, I did. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, sorry, pal. Yeah, I'm surprised you even tried to engage him. He's not a very engaging man to begin with. Well, it was only a two or three holes that I tried and then after <laughs> that it was done so uh, have you have we ever asked about you been sacked before you ever been got the rude hullet, the bullet I don't remember an instance that I have I certainly I've certainly had groups that didn't ask me to go with them and that I could clearly tell they weren't into me and didn't actually I did get sacked by one guy I remember <laughs> it now I remember it now and actually this guy's a member at Winged Foot. He's uh-huh. actually, and he paid super well, super well, like ridiculous. And uh, he played with the head pro there a lot, Mike Gilmore. Great, great guy, great player. Happy and Gilmore? No, Mike no. Gilmore. He's a really good player. And uh, But anyway, so I caddied for this guy for a couple of years, and then he kind of turned on me. He kind of turned Ooh. on me. Like every, re- it was weird. It was weird. He was actually like, he's a smart guy. He, he's won a few world series of poker bracelets. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's, uh, kind of narrows it down though. Doesn't it? Well, <laughs> it does. I got member at wing foot one, a couple. Yeah. You could probably Google yeah. it and find out, but yeah. anyways. Yeah. So he gave me the sack. He's like, you know what, Mike, I think we're, we're done here. And I was like, 
All right. And I, I mean, at that point, he was kind of getting angry at me for things. Uh-huh. And I could tell, like, it was uncomfortable to be, to be out there with him. So I was like, all right, fine. See you later. Mm-hmm. You know, little skin off my back. It's funny that you say that because a f- couple of months ago when my wee pal Mark Crane, he carries for, currently carries for Alex yeah, Norton. Good loop. We recorded an episode with him. He's coming back out, so we might update that because they've done quite well since that episode was recorded. But he's obviously been sacked two or three times on, or was it one? Maybe just the once, twice. I can't remember what it was. But it's so funny for them. So I've come across people before that maybe we no longer, I no longer work for them or they no longer call me at the resort. But they're maybe there once a year, once every two years. Mm -hmm. And it's like ships in the night. You sometimes don't see them, or whatever. yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. It, I've always some other caddies think feel ooh, uncomfortable because you maybe pulled them onto the job. Yeah, yeah, that happens. But it never bothers me because say you get two requests like you did, the guy that called you and original, or you said that you know two calendars. Sorry, mate, can't make yeah. it. He might have. Got a new caddy that he likes. No, I, pa- I passed him along. On. I passed it on to, to Fish, and uh, they got along swimmingly, and I guarantee you I'll never hear from the guy again because he, he he knew the, what the deal was. He, yeah. So that's what happened. And he paid him. He paid him better than he paid me normally. So he's yeah. probably, it was yeah. probably a dig on me, which good on him because I, I still got paid, and so did he. So We don't have to see them. But what I was talking to Craney was, was when you get sacked on tour. Oh, yeah. The following week. Yeah, you you'll you might even be paired with them, and that's what's. I was asking him about that sort of whole dynamic because that's really interesting. And one of the guys that he sacked him had a really hard time, you know, severing ties with him. Oh yeah, I can. I mean that that's a different ball game out yeah. tour because when you get sacked out there, which happens very very frequently, it's it hurts more because you're getting mm-hmm. sacked off of potentially a lot of money. Yeah, and, and, and then like you lose a pretty good bag or like, a potential for a good bag, you don't mm-hmm. know your next bag. You yeah. might not have a bag right away, mm-hmm. and you might get a lesser bag. You know, there's yeah. a big difference from from caddying for you know a player that's 120th in the world to caddying for a player that's you know 857th in the world. That's a big difference and a lot of money week in and week out. Well, you'll tend to find as well, just like we said, when Mister NFL got a new caddy on day two, he holds the first putt, he holds it mm-hmm. for day. You take Shane Lowry, when he won the the Open at Port Port Rush, mm-hmm. that was the first week with his caddy. Yeah. So you can only imagine what the the previous caddy. Because I remember when I get sacked by Coltart, the following week I think he finished second. Yeah. Well, that's what. And happens. I'm sitting there going, "Oh, that." Could, yeah. So that's that's why those guys switch caddies sometimes because it's yeah. a, it's a refresher for them, and mm-hmm. and and sometimes it does does help them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, Mark had his own analogy about that, which I'll. I'll I'll upload that episode, you know, in the next month or so, either a fresh one or the one we did back in December. Do you have anything else that you want to add in the the caddy stories section? No, I got a lot that we can talk about in the shout outs at the end. But uh. excellent. Okay, well, what we're going to do now is we're going to move on to the first in our series of how to improve your game from a caddy. Right, that's us telling you how to improve your your golf game. So that's coming up next. If you do any sort of social media, you need to start following us. It's not under the Real Life Carry podcast. It's under Glorified Donkey. So Instagram, which in all fairness, in my opinion, is worthless. 
But follow anyway. <laughs> uh, you'll get a lot more interaction on Twitter. Uh, there's no no longer the TikTok. Get rid of that. Did you? Nah, trash. Absolute trash. I, I tell you what, I don't really do any of them anymore except Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter's, Twitter's fun. Twitter's good. You it's get fun. a lot of, there's like, some people out there that are just off their rocker. Yeah. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Glorified Donkey. Follow. And, uh, yeah. Get a Give follow. Give us a there. follow. So we move on. As I said earlier on, chipping advice is going to be the first part of this series of how to improve your golf game from a caddy's point of view because I think we're kind of experts in the game. I, I agree. And, it, and chipping is so crucial. I mean, there's, I would say, I wouldn't say the, yeah, I would say the majority of golfers can get it around the green in regulation. You can, you know, most players aren't hitting greens regularly, but they can get it around the green. So you, you got to be able to chip the ball where you can make a putt. I think I, I read a stat once that regardless of the standard of your golf, okay, you could be a pro, you could be Johnny Hack, 75% of your strokes are from 125 yards in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, if you play where Zabo plays at the par three course, they're 100%. Oh, come on, Actually, come on. Actually, we could, we could narrow that down to about 43 yards. So 48. 48. 48, and it was a beautiful shot. But... So we, we're going to, every third episode, I think, we're going to move through these. We decided to go with chipping, and I'll tell you why. That famous loop that the big G got sacked from Mr. NFL last week, well, that loop, before things went down, <laughs> Zabo had a, a conversation with his player. Okay, so I'll paint, I'll paint a picture of the hole. It's a par four. I think your man's there, short of the green in three. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a kind of a plateau green. It was. And he says, I want... No, but but it's, it's it's a gradual uphill, let's say that. Pins at the back and it's a gradual uphill. Plenty of green to work with. And he goes, give me my 60. Mm-hmm. You need to realize, if you want a 60 from, we'll call it 60 feet. 60 feet? Mm-hmm. 30, 35 yards? Yeah. Somewhere right. in there? I'm about right. That's probably about 25 yards, right? And you said, what, you're going to throw it all the way to the hole? Because that's the only way to play a 60 degree. Yeah, why? Why? So the first point that we want to make is you need to choose the right club for the right shot. Exactly. You don't always need to hit your 60 degree wedge. There, there's, there's very few tour pros even who do that. They they chip with different clubs around the green. Some of them, some of them, yeah, they use exclusive their fifty six, fifty eight, something like that. But more often than not, you will see those guys. And if they have massive amounts of green to work with, even those guys will use eight nine irons wedges to to, to bump and run shots. There is no way to play a pitch and run with a sixty unless you are straight downhill. It's fast, and you maybe just pop it in the green, and the thing rolls out. That's going on to do with it. Yeah, I mean, you can you can play lower shots with your sixty, but you're not playing a pitch and run with a sixty. That, no, that doesn't happen because you have to then close the face. Because golf's all about trajectory. Chipping is all about trajectory. So, choose the right club for the right shot. Look at the topography. Now, that's a very intelligent way of saying the green, the land. Yeah, sounds right. better. This guy that this this guy that Zabo had had absolutely no right to be having a sixty in his hand. He needed what would you have given him? 
Oh, he would have hit like a pitching wedge, maybe a nine iron. Pitching wedge nine. He's he's a fifteen handicap. There is no reason you should be hitting a sixty degree wedge from that spot ever. Yes. Ever, now, ever, 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 ever. Unless there's an object in the middle. Right, a bunker, unless you have water. to flop it, you're you hitting it into a downhill. I mean, yeah, which will be a, a later episode. We'll talk about how to flop a shot. The reason we're talking about choose the right club for the right shot is we want. If you're a high handicapper, you want to try and keep the ball as low to the ground as possible. So if you can't yes. putt it, there's no point trying to throw the ball because you're just not that good. There's a reason you're a 28 handicap. Yes. More often than not, you're going to catch it fat or hit it thin, and you're going to be just as far away from the holes you already are. Yes. So you would be, you're, you're, you're with me in this, yeah? You're big. Yes. Sort of seven, eight, nine wedge. Yes. Maybe even a 56 or a 52. But yeah, depending on the situation. Dep- I would actually say depending on the distance. Yeah, that too. Uh, now, I was always taught with a pitch and run, like a pitch shot, you want to land it about a third of the way. And let it run out two thirds, forty percent, sixty percent, be or thirty, seventy, but yeah. somewhere in about there. Yesterday, remember we had Mitch Rigsby, yeah, and he's on the green at number five, and he you can't putt it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's one of those where I the told green him, cuts him like, in. what are you going to do there? It's like you can't putt it close. Yeah. You have to chip it. He goes, I think I'll putt it, and I went, no, I take an eight iron. Yeah, and I says, and and pitch it so land it a third of the way, and I show him where a third of the way is. Of course, where does he land it? He carries everything. God, he lands yeah. it like 80%. He made thing. a mess of that. And then he kind of blames me. Oh, it was my fault. Oh, that's why I didn't want to do that. I could have made like, a four well, with my putter. Did you see me do it? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I, oh, I, I did like it. Knocked it five feet. No. You said you couldn't do that again. I said, I could do it all day, mate. Yeah, get but out of here, the, 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 point, <laughs> the point being, you know, we'll, 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 we don't, I don't always want to talk people too much into a shot. So if it's a seven iron, maybe go and they want to hit 60. Well, let's meet someone in the middle and hit a pitching wedge. Yeah. Um, but... There's a time and a place to use a 60. There is, and and most of the time it's not when you think. That's that that's that's the problem with the most amateurs is that, well, that's what I always do. I don't want to take out of my comfort zone. Well, if that's what you always do and you're not having success, maybe we try something else and we be, try to be successful. You've always tried this and you fail at it. 90% of the time you fail. Yeah, that 10% of the time you hit it to two or three feet, but the other 90%, you're 30 feet away from the hole when you were just 40 feet away from the hole. That that was so. I wish. Sometimes I wish I could record our conversations that we actually have in the course because <laughs> that you made me laugh when you just said, "Oh, I'm just sick of these guys." I am year after year after year. Get year. better. You suck. There's no reason for you to suck that bad. Would you? You wouldn't. You just get bored of being so bad at golf when. And I honestly, how many strokes are we going to take off someone's game by just we? We're not even sending someone to the range. We're not saying, "Hey." Head off to the range for two hours a week and play this pitch shot. We're just saying, don't Do you, always think about what club you're going to use. Yeah, yeah. Although going to the range is going to help a lot too. <laughs> get, get, getting the reps in, don't get me wrong, getting reps in is going to help you tremendously. Now, we could go into ball possession, etc. I would always, if I'm playing a pitch and run, I'm going to have the ball a little more off the back foot. 100%. And why is it on the back foot? Hit it lower. Yeah. Leading edge, hit it lower. I was actually looking at it because the weight's going to be forward. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the weight is always forward. Flop shot, bump and run on any pitch shot, any bunker shot. And Ooh. and most most amateurs do not do this, and they fail at these shots because their weight is either on their back foot, they're transferring their weight. The majority of that weight should be on your lead foot. This Now, this is why we need to get on YouTube, and we're going to have a massive argument about 
bunker shots. And well, yeah, shots there are, are some different different trains of thought on bunker shots. Nobody will argue with any sort of pitch, bump and run, anything. Your weight's always left there. People do argue on on bunker shots. Okay, but that's fair. Enough. I I am the left foot or lead foot school of thought on bunkers. Yeah. So there we go. We're only ten minutes in, right? We're not going to go too much more because we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to give two or three bullet points here. So, weight forward, ball position slightly back, mm-hmm. and most importantly, choose the right club for the right shot. Correct. Correct. And, and, you know, here's the thing, too. A lot of people are happy with where they're at. So, if you're happy with where you're at, keep doing what you're doing. But the thing that drives me nuts is the people get frustrated and are not happy with where they're at, but still play three or four times a week, and they don't try to improve. That's what we're saying. If you're not happy with where you're at, try to improve. I, Do I, something. I've got to be honest, though. I think every single person that listens to this podcast that is a golfer, is an active golfer, is probably going to go, oh... I do that, or I'm onto, you, we're onto something. Well, I, I hope that's true. I hope people try to improve because you don't need to suck as bad as you do. do yeah, do you, like, do you honestly think someone's out there that shoots 104? Like, even Big Tony, right? Mm-hmm. Whose game has gone, <laughs> is, like, used to, be ha- used to be an eight handicap. It was half decent. I've seen him. I've seen him be under par through nine holes. That's crazy. And, and, and break 75. Wow. And now his game is an absolute abortion. It's crazy, and he plays too. I know. Mm. We gotta, we gotta go out with Tony. I saw. I'm, I, I'm seeing him hitting the driver a hundred yards to the right. Jeez, right. That's total distance, right and forward. He wants to improve. Like he, I can't imagine there's anyone that plays this game that doesn't is happy where they're at shooting a hundred. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. I mean, but so th- yeah. this is this is for anyone out there. Honestly, it Sh- is. Uh, you know, choose the right club for the right shot. What am I trying? How about that? We didn't even think about it. Think about what you're trying to do. Yeah. Like actually, you know, visualize, visualize, it, visualize yeah, the yeah, shot. Yeah. How about Jason that? Jason Day it, you know? Yeah. Close your eyes, look at the shot you want to hit, and then attempt it. I always think with chipping around greens, and again, this doesn't have to, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be like a pitch and run. It could be a little bump, you know, a pitch shot. Try and visualize where you're going to land the, land the ball. Think about how high is it going? How because well, we get asked that all the time. We yeah, say, where should I land? Where should I land this? Well, well, it depends how high you're going to hit it. Hmm. You're you're always taking the sixty. I don't know where <laughs> you're going to skull it low. <laughs> if you skull it low, you don't want to hit it here. But if you're going to hit it more, I mean, where do I land it? Come yeah. on, bro, you got to yeah. be smarter than yeah. that. That's that that, that that that's like the dude who who blasts it ten feet by and then looks at you and says that didn't break. Yes, bro, that's come it. on. Do I need to give you a physics lesson? That's a really, you know, yeah. you know what? P- poorly, pre- you know, I, I poorly prepped for this again because we're coming up with great stuff as we go through the section. But that's but visualize where am I going to land this? Because so many people just they don't even think about what they're doing. They do not. I would say that I play less golf than I did ten or twelve, fifteen years ago. I feel as if I'm a better golfer because I caddy so much. Because I'm trying sure. to tell people, this is where I want you to drop sure. it. This is, we're trying to predict what the ball is going to do. It's like snooker or pool or something. You're trying to predict where, if you hit it off that cushion and that cushion, or you put this amount of spin on it, where, where am I going to end up with the ball? So there we go. I, lo- I love that. So what? let's round things off here. I think there's five points we made. Mm-hmm. Wait on the left foot. Wait on the left foot, folks. Ball position to the more to the back of the stance. Mm-hmm. Right club. 
don't don't always hit your 60. Don't always hit your 60. Mix choose it the, up. Yeah, choose Mix the right club for the right shot. Visualize. Visualize, yeah. See what you're going to do and, and do it. And that's it. So what we want you to do is go out there, try it, try some of these tips, and then email us, podcast at glorifieddonkey.com or on one of the social media um, platforms. And let us know if you've tried these and if your game has improved. But I would imagine that someone who is a 24 handicap by doing some of this. Oh, definitely. And tell you what, you, you give me a half an hour once a week yeah. for a month, guarantee you you're going to be yeah. exponentially better at chipping. Yeah. Exponentially. I had this idea about this series for a long time based upon an eight handicapper. I gave him one piece of advice, which meant nothing about going to the range, no practice. It was just one piece of caddy advice, and he went from an eight to a six in wow. about two months, three months. There you go. And that's why I thought about this. So I honestly, there ain't, if, if you're a 24 handicapper and you follow some of these rules here, or, or rules, but some of this advice, you will become a 20. You will break into the, the teens. Because here's the thing. How many 24 handicappers, 20 handicappers, 16 handicappers hit every green and don't have to chip? None. You're a 16 for a reason. Yeah, yeah, so Exactly. Excellent. Now, Zabo, we need to move on. Next, next up, uh, mailbag questions and some notable mentions. Four. Like I said in the last section, if you have any feedback, comments, questions, you can email them in podcast at glorifieddonkey.com or on the social media. Now we have... Send us some good ones. This is like one of my favorite aspects of the podcast. I love love mailbag questions. And listener interaction. Yeah, it's fun. Give us some good questions. Questions or topics. Yeah. Topics. Exactly. What do you want us to talk about? We're here for you. You know, people always say the caddy stories is their favorite part of this this podcast. Oh, we got some good ones coming. um, There's been some stuff that's happened. Maybe you get some good stuff. Now, we're going to kick off here. This is from Adam Steller, and he is in Houston, Texas, right? And he he says, as a looper, what can the players you are working with do to make things easier for you? (laughs) Any advice for golfers to make the experience better for both themselves and the caddy? And what are the biggest annoyances for you when you were on the bag for someone? Oh, wow. That's like Pandora's box right there. So first off, what can the players you are working with do to make things easier for you? I mean, what's the number one answer that you're going to get from Carry their own clubs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was definitely going to say something along that path. But, you know, the number one complaint from caddies is, Lighten your damn golf bag. Yeah. Get, get your bag. You don't need half the shit you have in mm-hmm. your golf bag. Get it light. There's no reason to carry 250 mm-hmm. tees. There's no reason to carry more than six golf balls. I mean, just get your bag light. I had an epic match with Junior this morning, and we played with a, another guy who will remain nameless. <laughs> Total hack. Like, just dangerous. <laughs> Did you invite him to play? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. he's, he's a pal of mine, but he's an absolute menace, a total deviant. Gotcha. He is the kind of, he's the guy that shouldn't be he shouldn't play eighteen holes. His attention span is too short. Gotcha. Well how did how did your match end up? I was five up through five and then Wait, 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 wait. No, <laughs> I know how this one ends. He doesn't win, I can guarantee, because nobody nobody no. says, I won. If he won, he would have just said, I won. He said, I was five up through five. So what happened? I was five up through five, and on the sixth tee, I said, 
if I win the next five, I beat you ten and eight. Oh, here and we go. The game ended up square. Of course it did. So you know, getting ready for our big match next month. Yeah, next yeah. month. I can't wait for that. Going back to to Stellar's question here, right? Let's try and remain professional here. Yeah, yeah. Working. What what can we do to make things easy? I told a player yesterday. He says, "How's my bag?" I says, "Well, it's all right." And he says, "What could it be better?" I says, "Yeah, we we could take you and your mate could just play out the one bag." True, yeah. You, know? you guys could just share a club, like you carry one bag, yeah. If you're coming if you're going on a golf trip and you're taking a caddy, whether it be one day or four days, only take in the bag what you need for eighteen holes. That's the that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Don't bring an umbrella if it's not gonna rain. Yeah. Don't seriously. bring a pair of shoes. Seriously. You know, don't bring a bunch of golf balls. Only bring, you know, four, six, eight, the maximum of what you think that you, you will need. Uh straps. Straps, oh, straps are key. If you have a sing, if if it's going to be single bagging, not a problem. Double strap is going to work; it's fine. If you have, uh, if you if there's two players per, for one caddy, like we do, pretty much ninety five percent of the time, the straps. I saw you with one yesterday. I'm sorry, garbage, garbage. garbage. PXG it's, bag. I mean, it's, it's rubbish. They don't make golf bags. It's just no. not a good bag. Garbage. Advice for golfers to make the experience better for both them and the caddy. Tip How about fat. yeah? That's that's a big <laughs> part of it. Tip them, treat them with respect. Be nice to them. We had one yesterday. The group in front of us, he uh, he yelled back at me. <laughs> We're on the third hole, Cody, and he goes, "Mr. Caddy, Mr. Caddy, Mr. Caddy." I go, "Yes, Mr. Golfer." Yeah, it's like calling calling Caddy. Just be respectful. Say excuse, excuse me. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. I knew. I didn't even look at the guy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to react to it. I just Caddy, knew that was Caddy. That was going to get under Zabo's skin. Oh, oh, was, was, nothing, nothing worse than calling me oh, Caddy. He, he, they, they said that the pins were going to be number two. It looks like they're like number three to me. <laughs> that was a front pin on two. <laughs> it, it, it's supposed to be pin number two, oh. and it wasn't pin number two. That was supposed to be back. <laughs> oh, it's pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. First world Stop problems. Stop whining. Stop whining. I think here, here's the... It says for both themselves and the caddy, what what can make advice for golfers to make the experience better for both them themselves and the caddy? Trust trust your boy. Yeah. Why are you paying him? Don't question him. Don't say, "Are you sure?" Oh, don't ever say. Are you sure? Well, like, I've seen it two thousand times. How many times have you seen it? In all fairness, though, Zabo, we are talking about ourselves here, people of pedigree, and yeah, but still, you I mean, say, you're hiring a caddy. It you're you're, you're questioning their expertise by saying. You are. are you sure? You are, do you, but maybe do you know about this. Like, maybe, have you seen this before? But maybe they're a duck. Maybe it's Cody that you've got got in your, yeah, your bag. And sure, all of us got to watch out. So what I would do? Don't don't create. If you'd think your caddy's worthless, right? After a hole, maybe two, it might not even take you that that length of time. Don't get angry about it. Take his advice no. and do your own thing. Yep. Don't create an atmosphere. There's no yeah. point. Do what you want. You know, it's your but, game. But to continually listen to somebody and then after eight or nine holes say, you know what, and don't let it ruin your day. How about that? Correct. Don't let a bad caddy ruin your day. And and what are the biggest annoyances? That's a good one. Oh, I got a whole laundry list of those. How about how about when they when they reach into the bag while it's on your shoulder and they try to they're digging around there? Oh, just be a minute! I'll just be a minute! And they're like pushing it down. They're adding like six seven pounds of weight. And then you say, "I'll down. put it down." They go, "No, no, 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 no!" I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I hate. Because you, you have to check your Instagram feed. Oh, I have to go live. Yeah. 
if those it, guys. It's, it's not it's not like they need the yeah. phone to call 911, is it? Yeah. You know you, that's not going to happen. you got to go live. What about that beer that you left 30 yeah. yards back there that I've been carrying? That drives me nuts, too. Yeah. Every, every green you walk off of, you leave your beer. And mm-hmm. we talk about it every hole, but yet you still do it. How can somebody paying... paying for, this is what I don't understand, right? Because maybe in Scotland people are cheap or there's there's less there's maybe there's just less it's like growing up behind the iron curtain in co- you know in the communist countries <laughs> compared to America i don't think i've ever bought a beer right and not finished it unless the wife took it and poured it out or something <laughs> or, you know what i mean or, or or knocked it over you know where it's at at all times yeah yeah, 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 yeah. like i'm aware that i put that beer there and i'm going to get it yeah don't worry about me yesterday it happened again oh yeah i usually give people one and that's it yeah. I'll pick up your old your, your mic. Beer. We're throwing you under the bus, Mike. We get one here from Scott Kinnam, and he says, "Does Pete Maller <laughs> still hold the record for most golf balls?" Who's, who's Pete Maller? Pete Maller. Now, Pete Maller, I believe, is from Montana, and I think Scott's his buddy, Scott Kinnam. Okay. Does Pete Maller still hold the record for most golf balls in his bag during one of your loops? Okay, tell that's me, kind of an insider one. Story. This is a, a chap, Pete, nice lad, but he turned up and I counted the balls out in the 12th tee and I think there were 35 in the bag and there was one in his pocket and maybe one in his hand. Wow. So I, I, I gave him, we can imagine oh, what I did. Gave him the business, yeah. Because he, I, I, I get to the 12th and I'm just going, this, this is unnecessary. This, is, this yeah. bag is super heavy, this is killing me. And Bottom I, heavy. We go into it and boom, you, you look into that, right. And he, he's trying to fight his corner. So I give him a bunch of abuse about it. I says, you need to get these out for tomorrow. Go, yeah. to, the, go to the wee course the following day, right? He says, oh, I took all the balls out. Go to, the, go to the first tee. Pick the bag up. I'm like, there's, what's those big containers for water? Like the smart waters or? No, 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 no. Like the metal container. You always lose like oh, 15 yeah, of them yetis, a year. Like a yeti. yeti. Yeah, he's got yeah. one of those yetis. Big yetis full of water. Full of water. Yeah, yeah. And a, a small JBL Speaker. speaker. Oh, God. So he's he's taken three and a half pounds out and replaced it with four. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I don't let things go. I, I hold on to it and remind Big people. G holds grudges. Oh, I do. I hold, <laughs> hold a grudge about that. But uh, what do you... This We can turn this into a little bit of advice. What, how many balls do you think should I mean, be in a golf I, bag? Oh, I was going to say, have I seen more than that? I mean, I've never counted. I've had some that... that you know, they put in boxes, like dozens, mm-hmm. like two or three, do- three dozen balls I've seen in boxes, in bags. It's like, no, get out of here. But I think, I think reasonably six balls. If you lose six more than balls. Six, six balls, if you need seven or eight, okay. But past that, mm-hmm. come on, get out of here. So the boy we played golf with this morning, he went into the pro shop. He says, oh, I need to get something. I, I says, I'd, I'd already paid for his golf. Uh-huh. He went, oh, no, balls. And I thought he meant range balls. He actually bought... Two dozen. Two dozen? Two dozen balls. I think... Did you need them all? Oh, by the, by the way, I gave him at least a half dozen that I found and whatever. I think he, he pretty much... He probably lost 15 to 20 golf Seriously? balls. Oh, he's a menace. A total wow. menace. He he was hitting the ball sideways. Does he does he get mad? No. No, he just no, no, hacks no, no. it and he just he's hacks. happy? He'll, hit, no. he'll stripe some good stuff, but he doesn't play enough and he doesn't really care. He just enjoys going out. But... Yeah, I th- but we're on, we're on a golf cart. What is it? That's one thing. See, if we're we're just talking about if you have a walking caddy. When Adam's asking that question, what can you do? Listen, see if you're taking a golf cart. Yeah, bring the wife. 
Do whatever you want if you yeah, can. Fit. She can drive the cart because I'm too no, lazy. I was going to say if she can fit inside the bag, <laughs> I don't. You know what I mean? But that's 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 the bottom line. Number of golf balls. I would say if you are a single digit handicap, the maximum number of golf balls. That's including the one you're playing and one in your pocket. There should be another four, maybe five in the in the bag. Yeah, definitely. If you are a ten to a twenty, I would throw another sleeve in, maybe three more golf balls. Wow. And I think if you're above that, then we can start talking about having a maximum of 12 yeah, in the bag. I mean, past it does. That's crazy. You're losing 12 balls. I mean, that's crazy. That's a lot of golf, but, but it does happen. It does. Depending if, on where you are, too. It depends on the course. I if mean, you have a decent enough caddy, he's going to find you some golf balls exactly. anyway. Exactly. Uh, next question. This is from Chang. Gee, I hate slow play. Yes. No, nobody, not many people love slow play, do they? No, can't stand it. He says, one time we're playing behind a pretty slow group. They were at least two to three shots behind the group in front of them. I'm guessing he means, Jenkins means holes or shots. Uh, two to three shots would be weird. They were at least two to three shot behind the group in front of them. I'm going to say there were two to three holes behind the group yeah, in front of them. Yeah, probably. We decided to jump ahead of them in a par three. Ouch. But they got upset and told us that we couldn't do this. Oh, really? We didn't want to make a big issue by jumping ahead on them. I guess wasn't making them a big issue, but hey, we didn't want to make a big issue, so we just went back to playing behind them. Are we wrong in doing this? Also, we called the clubhouse to get a marshal to get them moving faster. What's the best way to encourage people to pick up the pace? Get the hell out of my way. I'm coming through. Let, let, let us play through. If you're two to three holes behind mm -hmm. and you're on a par three and we mm -hmm. come up on you, let us play through. Yeah. If you're on a par four, let us play. If you're anywhere and you're two to throw three holes behind and we're pushing you, yeah. let us through. Sorry. I know Chang's got a few quid in his pocket, so he could maybe pay them. Exactly. Offer a and his name's Chang. So there you go. a little bribe, yeah. perhaps. What I used to do. I used to walk up to people in the group ahead and say, excuse me, we're playing a big match. Any chance you could let us through? Every single time, they'd step aside. Well, there you go. Or you just start hitting into them. That, that always goes oh, over that's well. <laughs> that's <laughs> Hit one go, over their head. That's yeah. going to go really well. The jumping ahead, it's kind of funny. Now, this, this, I've done this before. I've, I've jumped ahead a group ahead before, both caddying and playing. Right. Yeah. One one thing I'm going to try and do in season five is use my words properly. Did that? Did that? It's a big step for I, you. I sound like man bun charcuterie. <laughs> As I say, playing on my own or not with uh, playing. <laughs> this is you been drinking? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. So both caddying and playing, we've jumped ahead of a group on a par three. Yeah. Or on a par four. Do you know what's so funny about the slow group? All of a sudden they start playing fast. Oh trying yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you're driving on the highway and they're, they're yeah. in the, slow, the high speed lane going slow and then you try to pass them and then you speed up. I'll be honest with you. The only way to encourage people to pick up the pace, you've got to speak to the marshal. You, you, tee off as early as possible. Hit into them. <laughs> Zabo says hit into them. <laughs> hit into them and don't yeah. yell four. <laughs> yeah, Chang. Well, his name's Chang. He probably does that anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's brilliant. So that's, that's all of our mailbag questions for now. As I say, if you have anything you want to add social media, Glorified Donkey, or email them in. Now, we move on to notable mentions. Zabo, what you got? 
got a handful here. I got a shout out Troy Straw Hecker, Jim, Mike, and Rob. Good to have them out. You actually threw me that job. Great guys. Troy has some tremendous stories. He knows mm-hmm. everybody you can imagine. I mean, he's been all over the world, traveled the world with some singing yeah. groups. So he's got some stories. Hopefully, he's going to get on this podcast and tell him. Got a shout shout out Zilikowski. Cody and I caddied for Zilikowski for. Uh, he's named. No, 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 no. Zilikowski. Big Brian and. Uh, Big Brian and even bigger Brian, who's it, Brian. Brian's a big dude, big but uh, big pussy. <laughs> no, he's not. And his cousin, his sister's cousin, Brian Vecchio, listens to the podcast as well. He prime example of what I was talking about. Like he 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 has the ability to be a scratch golfer, but yet his short game's holding him back. And I'm like, well, how often do you get out there and practice? He's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't practice at all. I'm like, well, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. So I got a shout, shout out, Brian, Ken, and Mike were there too. Those guys were like six seven. It was crazy, huge, but good good dudes. Good time with those dudes. Got to shout out Randy and Ryan Gillowich, father and son. Randy, I've caddied for for years from Canada. They didn't come down for years because of COVID and travel restrictions. They were finally able to make it down, so it was good seeing them caddying for them. Also, last but not least, I got to shout out uh, Richie in the pro shop at the big course, and I think you know why I'm shouting oh. Richie out. So Richie Cody, he he gave me this uh, flag from this little par three course that you know, and it's it, it was of the official hole number five where I made my hole in one. And Richie, yards. Rich forty eight, it's actually on the flag too. Thanks Richie, he wrote the yardage on the flag and he said it counts. The flag I have the flag to prove it. Maybe you should post it. But uh, thank you Richie for that. Thank you for the validation. And thank you for listening to the podcast. I actually heard they're doing the national spitting contest at that hole this year. <laughs> well, they're going to have a tough time because it's yeah. uphill and into the wind. I have a few as well. <laughs> we Terry McMaster, he, he's a greenkeeper at Turnbury. I used to work and carry with Terry. He listens to the show. So, Terry, keep on raking, my, my friend. I'll hopefully see you the next time I'm back. we got a Michael Park in New York City. He bought some hats from us nice. about two, three weeks ago, and the reason he did it is because his mates, a guy called Mike Bingle, Connecticut, and a, name. and a Shane Battier. Shane Battier? Yeah, he plays at Riviera. Shane Battier? Like the, the basketball player? B-A-T-T-I-E-R. Yeah, that's Shane Battier. He played professional basketball for a number of years. <laughs> he plays at Riviera in Florida, right? It's not, it's not, <laughs> the, <laughs> not the real Riviera. He plays at the fake Riviera. I, I, might not, I didn't I, say he was a Hall of Famer. I mean. <laughs> he, might, he might be basketball. I don't know. But uh, then we have a Brendan Takas, right? He's a he's a career caddy in Florida. Nice. Where does he caddy at? He never told me, but he's New York in the summer, so I'm guessing like Garden City or something like that. Probably East Hampton or and something like that. And then he goes down to Florida in the winter. And he said... This is his bragging rights. Uh-oh. He was the Florida State Golf Association junior champ, right, in 1995. Wow. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Good congrats. for you, Brendan. Yeah. But you know how he listened. Brandon, I got a hole-in-one on a 48-yard yeah. hole. Good. I tell Good you, yeah. you and Zabo had gone great. <laughs> Holding on to that 28 years ago. Good for you. But how you listen? No, he loves the podcast. And awesome. He, Thanks he for said listening. He said he's got loads of stories as well. Oh, good. Maybe you can have mine. 1995. Love that. Dave Jones. That's our boy that's from Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. 1550. His dog died. So he said, can you give my dog a shout-out? His name was Sawyer. That's a bummer. And I have to say a shout-out to Conroe Bob, who was out here for his 40th last year. Say that again? Conroe Bob. So when you said that, it sounded like Conroe. He said Conroe Bob. Conroe. Conroe. Not Conroe. 
Conroe. Uh, oh, yeah, see, they would have people would have misunderstood that and thought you said Cornrow. It's Conroe. Conroe. Conroe Bob. There you go. Conroe Bob. There you go. Now I told a guy yesterday that his golf shot was poor. Poor. And he said, Oh, thanks. I went <laughs> He thought I said it was pure. Yeah. I said it was poor. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, That's like the guy that told me, he's like, hey, you ever played the, the hammer before, Clint Eastwood's course? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, the hammer. I'm like, you mean Tehama? He goes, oh, yeah, it could have been. It was some, some Asian guy was telling me about it. He was saying, the hammer, the hammer, the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not oh, the hammer, Tehama. brother. It's, it, it's Tehama. That's yep. brilliant. Yep. I forgot one here, boys. Blaine Turnbull. My favorite name of all time. Next to uh, Dick Pounds. <laughs> uh, he's from Denver. He's a massive fan of the podcast. And he was actually texting the other day and he says, I'm jonesing for a new podcast. Well, here you go. You're he getting needs, a shout out. He says, I need to hear uh, your take on T-Gate. Oh, God. So that's, that's, uh, that's the situation between Rory McIlroy. Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible footage. Here's, Absolutely incredible. Here's my take. Reed's a moron and Rory's an idiot. Mm. Case closed. They're, they're both idiots. I think it shows how weak the game of golf is, how little there is goes on. Yeah. And it goes back to what we've, I've been saying for a long time, where the powers that be are trying to turn golf into this really cool sport that it's not. Well, there's some truth to they're that. Try to modernise it. And yeah. this is the big talking point is, if you didn't see it, it's called T-Gate because everything's gate. It's funny you say that because when I saw the video before, like I I heard about the incident, um, I I thought to myself, I oh, said they're gonna go. they're gonna call this TK. I seriously, yeah. I, that's what I thought to myself right away. And sure enough, video came out and oh, here's TK, here's TK. Basically, Patrick Reed walks up to McElroy on the range in Dubai. Yeah, he shakes, he shakes Harry's Harry's hand, and then uh, it's like, hey, Rory, what's going on? And Rory just doesn't Man. look up, yeah. and he's looking at his shoes or whatever, and he flicks the tea at him. Like he flicks something or chewing gum or something. Yeah. And the whole world of golf is going bananas over this. That's how, you know. Slow day. In the, oh, the slow news day, world. slow yeah. week. So there you go, Blaine. Thanks for listening. At, uh, we don't really have much there. Absolute trash, garbage. Hopefully we get some decent golf. Uh, you know what? Let's just see Live Golf versus PGA Tour when it comes to the, the match. That was that other rubbish in December. Yeah. Oh, who, you know, Garbage. Well, it'll be fun to it'll be more fun, I think, to watch the Masters now. Now that now that the Masters have said we're we're actually going to get to see in the majors the best players in the world play. Because yes. before, if they if they ban them, you were not going to see yeah. some of the best players play. And now yeah. you are. I, I I wouldn't love to see a live guy win, but I wouldn't oh, be surprised. I could see it happening, man. Cam Smith. I mean, I, I would never happen. bet against him. Yeah, grand. Okay. Well, listen. I think that's us for just now. If there's anyone we missed, we'll get you in the next episode. Cody, thanks for your time. Thank Zabo, you, Cody. Zabo's always thank you for your time. Of course. We'll have played our match by the next time we uh, we have our episode 104. Really? We're not going to do another episode before then? Or maybe we won't. Maybe we'll do it that week. The big the big yeah. match. People have been waiting for this forever. Get your money. Get the bets on. Vegas is open and betting. So uh, we look forward to that. Zabo, thanks for your time anyway. You're welcome. Listeners. Many thanks for your support. Do us a massive favor. Rate and review it. And why not share it? Let's have a massive season five going forward in 2023. If you're only if it's 2024 and you're only just starting listening. Hope you're enjoying it. Anyway, until then. Check out our Patreon account too. Yeah, t- check out the Patreon account. Yeah, it'll be up and running by then. Even we'll get that, that together. But 
It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening. More importantly, though, get out there and improve your golf game this year. <laughs>